You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Professionals, welcome to Axe to Grind. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. This is this is uh, Corona. Uh, th- th- we're not even interacting with each other no. right now. Full th- full isolation. Th- My, uh, this, this is a distance. <laughs> is this is this the future of everything? I mean, I think this is most podcasts except for ours. That's, that's uh, you might be right. I listen yeah. to one yeah, wrestling podcast that's like you know a pretty like well known one. The hosts met in person once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean true. that happens more often than we 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 think. So we're the weirdos that actually meet up in person and have like face to face conversations. Face to face. Yeah. Well, if uh, if anybody hears anything uh, hinky on this line, let us let me know. Uh, everybody, we're, we're broadcasting. I'm in the Nows River Front Hotel in beautiful Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and uh, Cambodia is good at so many things, but uh, steady Wi-Fi is uh, they're still dialing that in. Mm. So uh, so far, so good. Uh, everybody sounds healthy. No Corona, right? No Corona. I was sick almost all of February, though, with some weird flu thing, but it was not coronavirus. <laughs> you would you would not have been able to get into the hotel the other day. Oh no! Uh, they do little. Uh, well, my my the hotel that I'm currently in doesn't give a shit. The hotel that I was in uh, the other day was a little bit more upscale, and they actually check your forehead before you enter for fever. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so. They got a weird way of doing things over here where everybody that works in customer service is wearing a mask, but nobody seems to care about this thing other than this weird performative, like, it's not like there's hand sanitizer, there's there's no run on hand sanitizer here. You you know what I mean? Nobody's behaving like that. I mean, if you want to bring some back to the States, you'd probably be, you know, sitting on some money. Uh, Instead, instead I'm bringing back... uh, vinyl jackets from Korea and starting a Depop store. Yeah, your clothing thing was kind of it looked like you had a haul, like you were getting <laughs> Yo, you were getting into something. I can't help it. They've got all these Korean jackets. So, okay, so somebody hit me in the DMs and explained that Koreans are this is a broad statement, but I think this dude was hitting me from Korea. Uh they're kind of new money. So if their jacket gets like a little scuff, they're like, fuck this shit. And, and <laughs> they just toss it. So the other markets here are just lousy with uh, Korean clothing. So that your scuff is jacket, man. Yeah, okay. Yo, I've got so, uh, so many vinyl jackets. I'm going to buy like, because they're $2 a piece. So I'm going to buy like 25 vinyl jackets, come home, either wear them every day. Or depop. Or... Or depop them, which, by the way, I got some. I got two pairs of Yeezys for thirty bucks. If anybody needs them, uh, <laughs> are those Yeezys with a Y E E E Z Y? Yes. 
Uh, so at a glance, the white ones pass inspection. Uh, the gray ones, uh, I'm not so confident. Yo, those are some uh, ugly shoes, man. Even the real ones. Are Yo, super ugly. Here's the deal. So I actually, I, I didn't know much about Yeezys, uh, but I, and I really bought these for the comedy value, uh, which by the way, they were, they, they were kind of great as house shoes because they just slip on and off. Yeah. Um, like Crocs. But the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. These are the high end Crocs, but I, the model before this, I think is actually pretty sharp, but th- the most recent ones that have that incredibly broad back, like heel are goofy as shit. And that's, that's what I'm wearing. So imagine me in shorts walking around in, in fucking giant Yeezys. It's like, it, Yo, you you're wearing gonna... shorts. Wow. Oh yeah. That's wild. You have no idea. It's, it's, I mean, I do. It's I've known you for like a long time, and I don't think I've ever seen you wear shorts outside of an apartment. Swimming, yeah, yeah. Like, Nine. Well, it's ninety-nine degrees here with a hundred percent humidity. Sick. So, what I found is every time that I left the house in pants, I would come back in a foul mood and not really understand why because I'm enjoying my vacation. So, what am I so angry so about? Crazy. Oh wait. <laughs> I'm yeah. physically uncomfortable as hell. You're going to be fucking shredded because so, you lost a bunch of water weight. Oh. No, no women with you. So, uh, so, so here's the deal. I, I, uh, he, out here, it's safe to drink the water in Phnom Penh, but locals will still be like, but don't do it. You know what I mean? And you'll be like, oh, well, is it safe or is it not safe? They'll be like, it's, it's mostly safe. And you'll be like, is mostly safe or safe? And they'll be like, it's safe. And you'll be like, okay, so I can drink it. And they'll be like, don't drink it. And I'll be like, okay. So, so instead, I just have been drinking Coca Cola. So now oh, I'm actually, I'm not shredded. Yeah. I'm actually disgusting. <laughs> like, because but it's you know, good Coca Cola. You know what I mean? It is. It's it's the, it's the sugar one. Yeah. But here's the deal: if you drink if you drink two Coca Colas every day, yeah, you're fat. Yeah, that's just what it is. Like I'm putting on weight very quickly with just two sodas a day. Yeah. Here, that's here's the thing: you you ignored all my DMs to you when you were starting your gains about like yo where's the cookies just eat some cookies like that's serious you just got to eat gross garbage and you'll be fine gain that weight no, it's that, not the weight you want but it's the it's weight the you way deserve that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact uh before we before we uh, wrap up my uh, cambodia talk yeah. uh i now have uh three watches uh I three watches. I was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i've got three I watches. Three well i will be honest mm-hmm. when you go out to when you interact with the public here, if you're dealing with uh, like a you know like a 50 year old mother, she is often making a pitch to meet her daughter. So like the the other day, I was buying a watch, and the woman's asking me, "So, uh, how long have you, you know, waited in your life to say that?" This is as American as Patrick's ever been. You're he loves her. Right now. The other day, I was buying a watch. Well, wait have you have you guys seen my Ho Chi Minh watch? No. So. They sell. Firstly, they don't got a great relationship with the Vietnamese over here, so I was shocked that they're selling this Ho Chi Minh watch, and uh, also that anybody would buy a Ho Chi Minh watch because it's like a like who am I going to wear that in front? I bought it. Yeah, who am right. I going to wear? Who am I going to wear this in front of? Like my father, Vietnam era veteran, would probably slap my face. You know? <laughs> and no one else would get it. But and nobody. Oh yeah, yes. nobody else would get it. Um, but, uh, the, uh, anyway, the point is, uh, I'm buying a watch and the woman's just grilling me. She said, so, uh, you like Cambodian women? And I, and I said, uh, yeah, you're, you, you know, you're very beautiful people. 
And she said, yeah, but you, you want to get married to one? I was like, that wasn't in my plans. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, basically everybody of a certain age is like, do you want to come to my house? And yeah. Like, oh, hello, so- single Westerner here in my country. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, there's worse it's things a, you could be accused of my friend. Well, yeah, the, the, uh, the, those, the old ladies are nice. Uh, the, the young people are really nice. And the, even the people that like are ripping you off are smart. So I got this warning from a dude who spends all his time out here mm-hmm. and he was, he was telling me, uh, yeah, look, listen, they're going to rip you off. And, and I said, I don't like getting ripped off. He said, now nah, you'll like it. And I said, <laughs> I said, really? He said, he said, they're just so friendly, man. Like they're ripping you off and, but they're, they're killing you with kindness the whole time. So like, you know, that's what I found the yesterday. I paid somebody $200 for something I should have paid them $50 for. And I'm looking at him and he's giving me puppy dog eyes, but with the most knowing, Hey, I'm ripping you off. And I know, I know I'm ripping you off. And you know, you, uh, you yeah. know, I know, you yeah. know that I'm ripping you off. Yes. And, uh, but it was just a circle of, all right, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. We'll talk about short, what that $200 is for off air, but that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, do you own a car now? What's going on? Buy like three. No, I did. Th- I did think about buying. Uh, so you can buy a, uh, like a, like a moped over here yep. for like, whatever 500 bucks uh and just you know ride it for a month and then sell it back for 250 or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh it's uh uh it's cool it's uh i don't know if i I would do that the streets are truly insane by western standards like truly like they give you high anxiety because there's no real right of way except size yeah so so it, it it is uh and I've only seen one accident and it was somebody looking at their phone. So, oh. so they do a good job here. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, you know, there, I'm trying to somebody determine if this is uh, problematic or not for me. I want to come back mm-hmm. and start an account on Instagram. That's just traffic toddlers because they put babies. I mean, babies, sometimes newborns onto scooters and oh zipping in and out of traffic. So I've got dozens of photos of toddlers or younger on bikes going, you know, not fast, 40 miles per hour, just fast enough that you would never be the same if you went flying off of it. And uh, that is so normal here that if I spent a day taking photos, I bet I could stock uh, an Instagram account for a full, you know, maybe maybe 30 weeks worth of content. And I mean, it sounds is, like a plan till your next vacation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it, it is, but it is really weird by Western standards where it's like, wait, that baby doesn't have a helmet. And then you're like, wait a second, babies, they don't make baby helmets for a reason. Babies aren't supposed to be doing anything that's that right. they require helmets for. <laughs> so with that uh, note, babies with helmets, let's, let's talk sponsors real quick. <laughs> Who do we got? I'm going to start with our new friends to live a lie records. Um, mm. They're celebrating their 15th anniversary this year. Big shout out. They got a cool shirt. You should go check that out. Uh, I am going to focus. Can I ask, have people, have our audience uh, gotten clued in to some of these releases that they might not have? uh, Yes, 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 yes. I was psyched. I actually, we got a a message saying, yo, thank you. Stoked on to live a lie. Uh, Went to the website, ordered a bunch of stuff. 
forgot to use the promo code, but it's cool because their prices are so reasonable anyways, it doesn't matter. So that's pretty sick. Love to see that. You know know who I heard from? So To Live a Lie does a lot of, uh, like, you know, I guess what we'll call on the extreme end of things. Uh, I forgot that, like, old heads are searching that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the older you are, it seems like the more you have a need for, for the <laughs> most extreme thing you can find. Well, yo, so, on that tip, I want to shout out this band, Sidetracked, who's been kicking it for a minute, who uh, we may or may not have some listeners, so shout out to you guys. I've actually been kind of following this band for <sighs> over a decade, and I think they've been around for even longer than that. Is, it, is that Jay Sidetrack from the Northwest? Yes, it is. Whoa. So shout out yes. to them. And they had put out a record in 2019 called Hollowed Out on To Live a Lie. It's the first time I've heard their stuff in a minute. But yeah, it's one, the production's awesome. Two, it's fast. Three, most of the songs don't top out over 30 seconds. Now that said, it's like, wait, is that hokey? Is it a gimmick? Yo, I was so all in on this record just because it blasts through. Um, I actually think, Patrick, you could you could mess with this record because of the production quality. Um, and I think for people who are looking for fast, short, aggressive, like really just like, yo, I, I, I struggle to call this power violence. I'm sure they'd be fine with that label. But this is like great traditional hardcore played at two beats faster and just like, yo, let's condense this into 30 seconds. And so I'm telling everybody, go check out Hollowed Out by Sidetracked. Go to toliveali.com, enter the promo code. Axe to grind. And Tom, what are you going to do with that? You don't want to spell that out. Thank you so much. Yo, Tom, were you last week's episode? Yes. Legit pang of sadness when neither Rachel or Justin knew spell it out. Yeah, and Rachel's actually listening. <laughs> Just Yo, she made she made references to different episodes, like through our our just sitting there talking, shooting the shit. She made references to like at least three different episodes, so I know that's legit. She actually listens. Yeah, Justin. I mean, Ra- Rachel and Bago from Indecision one hundred percent listen. Justin's always like, "Tell me which one I should listen to," which is the toughest question. Um, that's true. Yo, he's he, what a shithead. I thought he listened. I thought he was a regular listener. Justin, no. what? He, he doesn't listen to anything. He listens to his own voice. Um, he, he really, he really loves episode one eleven, though. Loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Like, I'm trying. To, he was like, "Which ones are great?" And I'm like, "Well, they're all great in their own way." I was like, "You should try." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really think they. I mean, I you know, I think we. we sure, me too. But I'm like, you just—it's daunting. Just jump in, like whatever it may be. Yeah. Just jump in and figure it out. So he was like asking me. So I was like, he knows Gavin. So I was like, the Gavin one's fun. I was like. Quite honestly, Jules is one of my favorite ones. Just you know, oh yeah, really and uh, and I sent him I, 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 the tears. I was like, if you like, because he's a WFAN guy too. I was like, if you want full on dork sports radio, like sports radio talk about hardcore, I'm like, that's your one. But he's sure. like, I landed on personal classics, and that's what he listened to. Okay, yo, I I thought that the episode was excellent. You both did a very good job. Bob, you, you were a good moderator yeah, for crazy. people that knew each other for 150 years. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was a great episode. Oh, I, re- I really, because I, 
I well, I had to do some editing, oh, and, yeah. and I was like, I enjoy, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Well, yeah, um, let's let's pause that because I want to get more of your thoughts on it, PK. After we uh, get through this ad read, um, yes. Tom, let's uh, let's go talk about our buddies' run for cover records. Yes, what do you got the record that I would like to talk about is a record that I revisited um, this week. Actually, funny enough, um, not even in preparation for this, just you know, wanted something to listen to a work that I enjoyed, and that was not you know. Kill Your Mother, Kill Your Father music. Um, yes. So I listened to Peripheral Vision by Turnover, um, which I know is their Ooh. kind of the record that sort of made them pop. Um, yeah, no question. I, yeah, I mean, they're doing a big, they're doing a full summer tour with Jimmy World and the Front Bottoms, which I think will Yeah, no big playing. deal. Just... No, no, NBD. Like, playing, playing in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people every night. <clears throat> um, Honestly, didn't realize front bottoms were that big. If you if you yeah. put gun to my head, you and you were like, "Who's bigger, front bottoms turnover?" I'd be like, "Probably turnover." Honestly, front bottoms yeah. are headlining over Jimmy World most places. What? Wow. I had no idea. What? Like in their foot? Oh shit! Like New York, Jimmy World's headlining in Jersey. Uh, front bottoms head, like and literally like the tour poster will dif- differentiate who's headlining, which is crazy to me. Uh, a booking agent. A Euro booking agent tried to put us on a tour with Front Bottoms with them as support Ooh. that many years ago. <laughs> That's my only knowledge of them. Is yeah, I'm looking at Front Bottoms for support for you right now. Okay, sounds good. Don't know what that is. Uh, fast, f- fast forward ten years. <laughs> yep. Oops. <laughs> Um, <laughs> should have gotten in with those guys so yeah, turnover yeah. peripheral vision tom like you were Very saying good. i think that record is like that's the record that really kind of clicked for for everybody um saw them kind of make yeah, a big yeah. step forward so that's like the standard bear right so yeah for I, that scene yeah i think so too i think it, it kind of like game changer yeah so ch- check this out uh I can say whatever I want about things and people generally know that I just mean like, for example, like drug church going out with against me. I've never really understood against me. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that somebody told against me that I don't understand against me because everybody in this industry is a fucking weasel. So like I, <laughs> I, I, I have to imagine that that got back in the same way that I have to imagine that somebody in thrice was like, Oh yeah, I don't know if they like us, but whatever, like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because Yo, it, you can be, yeah, you could just, you don't have to like everything or understand everything. You can still be respectful and, and have a good time with people. So let me just say, I don't understand, understand turnover at all. Uh, I'll make an, I'll make an, <laughs> I'll make an effort, uh, on my, I'll make an effort on my flight back. No, I, I just like that type of thing. So I, like many of my friends really like it. Yeah. But I, uh, I, 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 well, yeah, there you That's go. True. But, but I need, uh, I don't know. Uh, am I wrong? Like, I'd like to hear from our younger listeners. Actually, I'd like to hear from older ones too, to see if, if this uh, is a, is an age divide or if I'm crazy. Uh, do you, what do you guys hear when you hear turnover? Do you hear like, is there Sam I am in there and I'm not hearing it or is there like, um, <sighs> like, cause, cause once, once uh, kind of like that non-core scene took a more pedal heavy direction, I kind of lost the plot and, and don't nope. re like, again, this is no knock no. against turnover. Cause I don't got a negative Uh-oh. thing to say. That, I just like, like you did. that type of pedal. How do we yeah. see, what nope. I call it. He's now. back. You're back. Hi, you're back. You, you dropped for a minute. 
So, oh, so I, once I just I just went on a spiel. Well, here I'll tell you exactly <laughs> where you were. You're like once that non-core scene went heavy pedal. Yeah, I I just I kind of like lost the plot a little bit, uh, and I, I am curious on my flight back because I'm sure it's going to be like a 20 hour odyssey of uh, of canceled things. Uh, I, I'll try listening to to this record. I've listened to it obviously in the past, but never with a, like a keen the ear, like an effort to, an effort to understand. Uh, I'll give it a listen and, and see how I. Yeah, I, I think this record honestly, if you got some exploring to do, or you're going to be walking around headphones on while you're still in Cambodia, I'd give this record or maybe even Good Nature headphones, um, pleasant sunny music in the same way that I think Rival Schools makes a lot more sense when it's warm outside. Uh, yeah. A turnover hits that vibe for me. It's 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 good chill music. I think it's the kind of music you can sit with and and get into, but it also works really nicely while you're doing something else. Which uh, you know, and I don't mean that in the dismissive like oh background music way. No no no. It's more just like yo this this gives you a cool vibe to kind of chill out to. Um, so it's cool. You're gonna go to runforcoverrecords.com. Enter the promo code. Axe to grind. Tom, what 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 do you do? Uh oh, spell it. <laughs> no, there we go. There he's, he there. he's there. there he's spelled, he was dramatic. Uh, pause. Uh, yo, uh, let me say, uh, what I listened to uh, on my walks around Phnom Penh. Mm-hmm. Interest, interesting. What what you want to listen to at different times in your life? Of course. Uh, I've been listening to like the 14 minute long version of whipping post by the Almond brothers. Oh, uh, good try. Just over, just over and over again. That's my walk around music here. Uh, I had a good conversation about, about Almond brothers with, uh, with the dude, main songwriter of a So, you know, we all in the no way. Shit, is he a fan? Oh, big fan. Ugh, we talked a lot. That makes me like them even more. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, big shout out to other two sponsors, Death Wish Inc. and Close Casket Activities. Hit their respective web stores. Do the damn thing. Let's get into it. We're just catching up. Cambodian catch up. Let's do it. Uh, Pat, you got to hear the, the episode. Um, there's only – I actually – I want to say this. Uh, I've told Tom this privately. I thought it was really cool how, um, how honest and open – all three of them were in this really cool way where it wasn't forced. There was nothing like no airs were put on. It was really nice to be in that room. I really, I really meant what I said. I wanted to just kind of like roll the ball out. And I, I think I did decently doing that and they, right. they were just awesome. And it was just cool to see it and to hear the emotion. I think that came through on the recording. Um, if for some reason you hear this first, stop this episode, go back and listen to that one. I, the only regret I have Patrick is that I think I would have liked you to have been there too, just because I know you have quite an affinity for indecision. So I, I do. I'm probably more of a most precious blood guy at the end uh, because, I, in large part, because I actually I went and listened to Unorthodox it, while I was editing. I was listening to Unorthodox, and uh, I still I struggle so much with that recording. I think that it, it, uh, it, it robs a would be classic. What is a classic for a lot of people, obviously, but for me that like the the sound is like, ah, like this didn't like, you know, uh, Tom, I'm sure you've heard, uh, from the same people that told me that, uh, 
uh, uh, Jake from Converge rides around in a limousine. I'm sure that y- that you heard this record is too produced about the most precious blood record, but I could not disagree more. I think it's basically perfect. Whereas the indecision stuff is real, real rough on my ears. I mean, the uh, MPB record is actually much better pre- recorded. For yeah. I don't. I mean, I think everyone, <clears throat> for the most part, I think everyone loved Nothing in Vain because it's like it's a better recording, but it's still pretty like grimy. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I, I I don't think that it's like, but y- you know, like if coming off that demo, which was like super raw, I, I'm sure that somebody oh, yeah. said something. Well, to yeah, me. I mean, of course, like, well, fuck the drugs kill, bro, and I'm like, yeah, cats, okay, really. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, yo, look, I spent a, a significant amount of my career putting out recordings that I felt halfway about. I'm pretty good with this one. Right, and like, yeah, we're adults, man. Like, I don't need your, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like Josh was like, hey, man, I'll flip you another ten grand if you, you know put some thing on it yeah right you know what i mean uh, uh, so yeah i was gonna say I, that well that's that's the funny part right is so people's idea of overproduced is like yo if you can get a good sounding record for a reasonable amount of money uh you're criminal if you choose not to <laughs> so uh but anyway i i uh i, I appreciate you saying that bob but i almost thought it was better without me in the way i i really enjoyed it as a listener um, but, uh, yeah, really good episode. I, I enjoy the banter. Uh, I, Incredible. I forget, how, I forget how funny Justin is. He's hilarious. Uh, he is, he's a very funny person. He's a fucking <laughs> so, genius. He's such an asshole, but like, well, and what you guys miss is him singing Bob Marley off mic pre-recording, but just like repeating the same line over and over. Welcome to my life. That's yeah, the from, entire time. F- you got like an earwig. I'm like, dude, would you just stop it? Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and uh, I think Rachel is very funny too because she's not like Justin who is constantly with like the, the, the sly line, but she approaches like relatively dark circumstance with a very, bright, very, very bright perspective and angle, which I think is like really hilarious. Oh, yeah. so I wish we had more time to get into her story. Mm, yeah. Justin is kind of uh, like Gavin. He like, he'll let you talk for a little bit, but <laughs> when he's in the room, like, you know, he wasn't only not you at some point, like Rachel's riffs either. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, Hey, can we, I wonder why I was like that. Hmm. A bunch yeah. of people brought that up. A bunch of people brought up, which is kind of really sweet. It was like the band makes sense, like hearing the chemistry. Because I oh, mean, yeah. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of bands that don't have that same like. We've gone through shit with each other, but like I feel like very few bands have that kind of like. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I I uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, so uh, regret that I couldn't be there, but also I'm glad that I because uh, I'm like Justin. I can be like too much. Like uh, like oh, is there a moment where somebody's not talking? I should probably jump in, which wasn't necessary. I thought it was perfect as is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's just catch up here. Uh, Pat Cambodia has been good. You've been feeling good. Thrice tour ended well. Sounds like everything was good. Yeah, we beat Corona by a month. So, uh, which, by the uh, way, live updates. 
Uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have tested positive for coronavirus. Wow. What? Is that real? Yep. Just broke. And uh, Tom, but everybody, uh, Utah Jazz Center, Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus, and they oh, have postponed the Jazz Thunder game. Yeah. And tomorrow night, the Warriors are playing the Nets in an empty arena. Wow. They're banning any flights coming in from the European Union. It's a good thing Amanda didn't fly to Europe this week. Uh, listen, everybody, I have to be – I'm like jet set the next three months, and this is fucking my life up. <laughs> this is not great. Now, don't get me wrong. If somebody just lost a grandfather – Okay, your life is more serious than mine. Congratulations. But I'm just telling you my fucking struggles, which is uh, I've got tours where, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in the room. Are those going to get canceled? Maybe. Uh, Are the uh, are my flights right now? My flights are fucked. They added days to my fucking travel. uh, And I still don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the East Coast in the amount of time that I want. Uh, So this this is fucking me up. And I thought I was taking it as a joke. But then when they no then when they hit me with no this yeah then when they hit me with no, no this is Patrick this is personally going to cost you money I was like this is no fucking joke we got to get to the bottom of this where's the CDC on this shit so yep uh, I'm uh, to anybody that's listening uh, stay away from your grand folks if you got the corona yeah true um, it's scary uh, shit uh, so, the NBA has suspended uh, the season here's uh, my thing right now indefinitely. Uh, Wow. It's only scary for <laughs> so, us right now because we have people in our lives that are crazy. Older. Here's Pat. Pat's back. You- okay, you're back. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Oh, okay, yo, everybody, uh, listeners, we're not gonna. We don't spend a lot of time doing the apologize for sound quality. Yo, coronavirus. What can we do? We're doing this. Yeah. We want to catch up. We do want to lose an episode. Uh, apologies, and uh, you know, we make it up to you no, the rest listen. of the year. Uh, yeah, listen. Also, if if half of their fucking lives are fucked in. 12 different ways because of Corona. Uh, they get it. Um, but uh, what I was saying was uh, it, it, this is scary for all of us because we all have people in our lives that are older now. And, yeah. and, and uh, th- that that's the only part of it that brings me stress at all. You can give me the coronavirus right now. I got no concerns. Right. But I don't want to be walking around my 78-year-old father with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, right. So – so everybody, uh, best of luck with your Corona, uh, concerns. Uh, I, I hope that we're on the other side of this by summer. Um, and, uh, right now just, uh, buckle down. Uh, don't be the weirdo that's stockpiling things. It's rude. Yes. All right. Let's talk hardcore. You guys got any, uh, hardcore stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on this and just, I'll, I'll just take the fucking landmine here. Um, I don't care for the new code orange song. <laughs> Can I, I can I care. say something really honest here? Yeah, please. I haven't heard it yet. I heard a clip. And I was like, oh no. Ha ha. But I was like, wait, I I only want to listen to this because I know how much you are going to hate it. And I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna listen. Because I knew I knew this was the tipping point. Well, so uh, they've had three singles unless Unless I'm coroned out over here and missed one. Uh, I didn't care for the first one. Uh, The second one I did like quite a bit. Uh, And the third one I checked out last night knowing that we were going to talk on it today. And I just like, yo, 
it's crazy when I can think that Reba is a hyper talent and, and uh, should be doing a lot of singing. And I just don't care for the direction of the two songs that feature her most prominently. You, you, you know what I mean? So I, it's, it's, we, I have this conflicted thing where, you know, I want, I think Reba is one of the quiet geniuses floating around our scene and should get more fucking attention. I just like, it's just not my sound simply put, you know what I mean? So, uh, I do like, I do like the visuals. <laughs> the, there's the two music video is, uh, as insane as any of the others. <laughs> so I, I do enjoy that. Even the uh, biggest but, hater has to give them credit for their visual game because it's, it, it's great. It looks, it's cohesive. They have a thing going, uh, and unless you're personally offended by the like the look of it, the quality's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I uh, I don't know. I, I honestly the, the uh, if they if the rest of the tracks on this are all heavy and and these are just the singles, I'm gonna like this record. But uh, I I I just need some fucking heavy, man. That's what I'm in for. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's what's going on. That's, that's the, uh, code orange update from Cambodia. Tom, you got anything on that? I, I mean, I liked, I actually liked the first single a lot. Yep. I like that song. <laughs> I like the second single. Second single is like mm-hmm. stupid. Heavy. Heavy. It's like, is there sort of went back to their kind of, well, not their roots, but like their kind of sweet spot. Yeah. The, the third single didn't hit me as much. The visuals are cool. Um, kind of reminded me of like an old screensaver for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm intrigued to hear what this record is like, and I think this is like, I think this is their is their shot, and you know, like this is it. This is bottom of the ninth. <laughs> that is the one thing I, I like. Yo, I love I like no. the people, and I love the band. I think this is their last shot at kind of like making that leap. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, be that's the thing. Hard. You go for it. You go all in, right? I mean, I, I'm a push your chips in sort of guy uh, for sure. Uh, but I also think that I, you know what? I, it's interesting. I was thinking about Code Orange quite a bit last night because I checked out the new song and whatever. And you know, what's nuts is that w- w- we're not wrong to talk about them transitioning to a larger world, blah blah blah. But I was thinking about it. I was like, yo, it's weird that everybody forgets that the band already gets bigger opportunities than 99% of their contemporaries. And if they continue doing this, there's, there's a life here too. Now I know that they like, look, uh. <laughs> Jamie's one of the most ambitious dudes. I know he, yeah. he's going to try to push things as far as he can at any given time. But I, I honestly, like, yeah, you know, I forget what it was. There was some like, like you know, like a bullshit thing, like a bullshit. Oh, oh, I re- I know what it was for a reason. For a reason, I had to. I went to their management page. Yeah, not rem- not remembering that that was their management. Sure, was sure, for sure. An un- unrelated thing, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, who's this guy handle? I was like, corn. Okay, yeah, that's big. Uh, oh. Uh, you know, AFI. Oh, also big. I was like, Code Orange. Oh, not nearly as big. And the smallest thing on this list. And yo, that in itself is impressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they are, 
they are in this gilded space with these fucking giants. Right. And, and, and Deftones and this. And then it's like, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I forgot for a second because in hardcore land, the conversation is so much, yo, it, can they pull this off? And don't get me wrong, they're shooting for something, so I, I'm with that. I that conversation's valid. They already have, yeah. But yes, to a degree, I'm already. I would forgot that I'm impressed. Well, you know? well <laughs> they, 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 the odds makers are putting bets that they are going to get somewhere, or these people who are in their camp would not be in their camp. Yes, all true. But this is the last um, chance for but, them, I think, to like be the hardcore band on the. It, it, this shouldn't be like this. No, it's no longer a shock that when you go, oh shit, they're on. They're playing soccer yeah. stadiums in Europe with System of a Down. Like that's all done. That's this is it. Like you've got you know you're called up. You're in the you're in the big leagues. It's bottom of ninth. You're down by three, and it's bases loaded. This is like if this doesn't go, then they're gonna have a you know a, a good. You know, hardcore career play in front of hundreds to you know, few thousand people a night, but this is their ch- their shot to kind of level up to me, and I think this might I, hopefully not hopefully not for them, but I think this may, might be one of their last shots. You, you know what? That that's that. Here's what's interesting about what you just said: is you're right that people people see it that way, where you when you come up and you do amazing things. People are thrilled by you. And then you really have to continue to perform miracles to keep like, I'm thinking about Jeremy Lin right now. Right. (laughs) You you have to, you have to continue to perform miracles or people are like, Oh, is that guy still playing? Yes. He's having a great career. Right. (laughs) But it's just, he's not shocking you like he did for the first fucking four weeks. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, All right, so yeah, let's use yeah, let's use this as a way to tease having a much more extensive conversation about Code Orange uh, uh, that uh, that I want to have, but I don't think we can do it in this format the way that I think we can in person because I think you're all everything you've said, especially Tom, everything dead on. It's so interesting to think about their their journey and where the twists are. It's going to be more fun to look at this what their last three years were like now with this record dropping. You know what I mean? I, I wish the band all the success in the world, but this is, there's no debate. This is going to be interesting no matter which way it goes. Yeah. So, so credit to that at the very least, because many bands are not interesting. Yeah. Fucking for sure. Yo, l- l- let's, let's talk on that for one sec. Uh, so we talk about, we want to talk about music a lot. Uh, because there's a whole bunch of uh, music journalists who don't are unable to talk about music on any level, and we're not music journalists, but I'd like to provide some fucking thought to music and not just the narrative around it. Uh, that said, most of you in hardcore land don't release enough music for us to continue talking about it. So we, we end up talking about narratives outside of the music, which is fine. Oh, but. Yeah. Go ahead. But I, I, I think that it is, uh, it is tragic nope. when a band can't provide me enough music to talk about and can't provide me anything interesting about themselves to talk about. <laughs> yo, that's tragic. Well, so, what are yo, you providing? T- 
So, Tom, this is going to strike you too, I think. One of the things they talk about in the NBA is that the MVP award, you know, theoretically the most valuable player, quite often it's like, what does that mean? Is it the best? Da, da, da. Typically, it means the best player on one of the best teams, right? But quite often, especially in the NBA, because these kind of narratives, these, these, uh, in more than in any other sport, these figures become characters and, and there's, different storylines that are going on so often the narrative is rewarded and i think if we want to talk about that you can talk about that in hardcore throughout those narratives get played out and and people pick the ones they like and support it and go with that and when it gets to that point it's like the nba like it's like all right cool we all can play how are you different right And, and and there's some positives about that right right but then there's some things where like, ugh, sometimes I wish we were doing a little bit more on the fact that this band is putting out a fucking great record or is unbelievable live and not that they have cool shirts or they have a cool story or da da da. But all those things factor in, you know, and it's like it's undeniable to talk about how that plays into the way people receive things just at large, including fucking oh. their favorite band. Yeah. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and I'll see you there. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series about how they died, why they died. And while we're still talking about them so long after... It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments. The ones where you... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
for sure. And we've talked about how these narratives sour too, because uh, Cro-Mags, the beef was fun and engaging for uh, decades. And then people decided that it was tired and that it was a waste of time and that it was stupid. And so these things change with time and, and it's hard to run with one storyline. Like if the beef uh, in the Cro-Mags was uh, a wrestling storyline, people would be like, uh, yeah, I stopped tuning in to, to raw because it's the same shit every week. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, th- th- these things go in waves and uh, look, firstly, I'm not suggesting that, that the beef isn't real. You know what I mean? I'm not suggesting it's fucking kayfabe. It's not a work. But yeah. it's not beef a work. Ain't over. Although you, beef ain't over. No, but no, they have they have individually ginned it up yes. at different times to, to, to sell records. I like Joe Budden right now. Because he, he, oh, he but, of the like the conspiracy of like there's probably an album release coming out soon. So like as soon as there's oh, any yeah. conspiracy uh, with like Megan the Stallion, whatever, they kind of go like there's there's a rollout coming. Here's the thing, yeah, the Megan the Stallion thing, uh, you know, he proved that he was right about that. There was an album thing coming. You, you just want people talking about you in some capacity. Uh, hardcore, hardcore doesn't do this necessarily as well as some other genres. I think in part because people in 2020 don't want to get punched in their face, and. I think that hardcore is still a place where you can definitely get punched in your face. It doesn't happen as often as it used to, but oh, so you're speaking are, on like using beef to generate heat to generate interest. Yeah. yeah oh, I mean, that, to- that's part of it. And, but here's the other side is that the whole conversation we're talking about is implicitly like actually creating f- situations or, or f- over dramatization is seen as crass and seen as inauthentic. And that kind of goes counter to a lot of the things that people at the least on the surface, like to say, well, that's why I like hardcore. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, the, but half of them are talking out both sides of the mouth because they got the, uh, the uh, so a, a whole bunch of, in- whole bunch of integrity shirts in their fucking closet. Uh, and are saying that they're not there for the drama. And it's like, yo, <laughs> come on, my dude. Um, or, you know, some of these New York hardcore bands have uh, uh, sorted histories uh, w- with uh, uh, what we'll call uh, 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 violence. <laughs> uh, we'll say indiscretions across the board. Yeah. And and people love that. Uh, but they also said, but they romantic. I mean, look, we talked a little bit about this, but I don't think that we wanted to fucking go full uh full in on this and get ourselves a fucking bunch of headaches but it, there was a moment where the DIY scene was loving the cosplay of wearing the shirts of bands that they couldn't be in a green room with oh, for a fucking minute so, okay this is a perfect transition point then <laughs> what do you got I, I like that little pause Tom yes did you catch the, mm, I don't know how to put it, the controversy of Madball playing Gilman Street? Yes, I did. Oh. I think it's pa- pretty ridiculous. Okay, Patrick, do you, have you caught any of this? Uh, people sent it to me, yeah. So do we, well, there's oh, we get two issues though, isn't there? Let's go into it. 
you what do you you go into it as you understand it, Patrick? The two issues. Okay, so I didn't get the I didn't get the Madball controversy. I got the shirt controversy. Yeah, that's that's the controversy. It's not about Madball the band. It's Madball played Gilman Street. Two people, I guess, wore shirts to the show. That one was wearing a Warzone shirt, the other an Agnostic yeah. Front shirt. Both shirts apparently had iron crosses on them. They were told at the door to remove the shirts or they wouldn't be allowed to attend the show because the iron cross is a hate symbol. And that seemed a little weird, but here we are. So let's get into it. I mean, I think places have like these rules. I mean, I I get it to a point. I I was just, it was funny. I was talking about, um, this week we, someone had sent me a flyer. We got to, so any band that I was ever in only got to play Gilman once. Right. Right. And, uh, Indecision got to play there. Um, it was Indecision, uh, Second Coming and, um, Model American. And so it was supposed to play, they canceled. I talked to Tim. Tim thinks he, they were just at the, um, the Mandel house, the Indecision house. In yeah. Cal- and, and they didn't want to leave, so they just canceled, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Right. So we got to play. It was cool. You know, it was like this amazing experience. We were in talks with going back there to play again. They wanted us to play with No Innocent Victim. Mm. And there were concerns that, like, we would act out of pocket because No Innocent Victim or Christian. Number one, no, no Innocent Victim dudes do not look like somebody you want to fuck with. Like, first and foremost – and our yeah, that's whole, a fact. And our whole thing is like, yo, man, like I don't give like we played alongside Christian bands forever. Like, you know, like it's almost yeah. like the, the Earth Crisis. Like your rights stop when another's begins. Like, I, dude, whatever you say, as long as you're not like a fucking total asshole and you're like being like fucking homophobic or fucking like whatever gets you through the fucking day, man, go do it. We're not, we don't agree with you, but we're not going to fucking fight over it necessarily. So we weren't allowed to play that. And then a couple of times with Most Special Blood, we were trying to play there. They wouldn't let us play because we had major label distribution through because of traffic. Right, right. I remember this. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, meanwhile, like, we're, you know, a DIY band for most of our career, like, fucking hustling everywhere. But, like, the, they had these kind of parameters that, like, ridiculous. But you took Billy Joe Armstrong's money when you needed stuff fixed. Yeah. What do you think that fucking money came from? And so I think like they kind of come up with these rules that are sort of so kind of prescriptive that it's kind of like, yo, man, if yeah. you had well, any hardcore firstly, kid, uh, the question in, huh? Uh, well, I was going to say the, the question is always who makes the rules and who do they apply to, and right. th- that's that that's just a question for life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who makes the rules and who do they apply to? Who don't they apply to? Why? And it's not crazy to ask those questions. I, I'm not a child, so I don't feel the need to like slam Gilman if they make a decision I don't like. You know what I mean? And I also think, as I've said many times, I have a problem with all of these places. I've, I've been banned from spots. I don't, I'm not welcome places. People places don't invite me, whatever. Uh, but I respect all of their fucking rights to freedom of association or the opposite. They don't have yeah. to book my bands. That's completely their prerogative. And, uh, it's not really like, yo, there's places to play in the United States. If there was one outlet, like if, if, uh, if Gilman was the only venue, uh, I would have an issue here. They're not the only venue. So if somebody doesn't suit 
their model, then play someplace else. That's fine. But here's regarding the iron cross thing. um, Here's where I am going to level some criticisms against uh, Gilman. Okay. Uh, You know, better, you know, better. And that means that you're being literalist, which means you are being law enforcement. You are being police. You are being the person that arrests somebody because that's the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. You are being pedantic and nobody on earth likes a pendant. You know what I mean? Like you are being annoying and you know better. That's the issue here. You know better. When you say that uh, their excuse that uh, the ADL recognizes uh, the Iron Cross as uh, as a hate symbol, and therefore we do too. Think right. for your fucking self. You know that that's not the like. Look, you know that's, that's not the so energy clown- of the person wearing that war zone or agnostic front shirt, or the bands behind oh, it. Do you know how ridiculous that is? That would be like if I made art that was. Uh, I was taking a shit on a uh, on a swastika, and and their energy was well, it it displays a swastika, so therefore it's not allowed. Like, yo, do not be literalist. It makes it brings down the discourse. It makes everybody dumber. You know better, and if you know better, then why weren't you behaving better? Here's a here's the answer: is because you were trying to prove a point. Why were you trying to prove a point? Why did you choose this show to prove that point? What is your motivation here? Right. Th- so, look, I why don't is think, Mad Ball I playing think, your show, your place when you're not allowing these shirts? Precisely. Now, and and me, here's the deal: you tell me if Freddie was wearing one of those shirts, you're telling me you're coming in. Yeah, not a chance in you. fucking hell. Or one of his friends. Thank you. Like, not even Freddie. Like, or Freddie, you know, it's like, well, he's the, the headliner. Like, we have to make some concessions. One of his buddies wants to come in. You tell him. Like, I would love to know who those two folks that were turned away. Is it someone who looked like Freddie or someone who looked like Pat? Right. Yeah, exactly. Guys with, my, guys with my body type who are 10 years younger. So here's the thing. Uh, the... I think that people are extreme when it comes to Gilman and they don't understand, including people at Gilman. Uh, But I'm talking about, I'm talking about Gilman critics. Gilman critics are strange because they don't recognize that it's an institution that there's going to be disagreements and the place can still exist if we all don't agree on a thing one time out. So I think that calls for like, you know, boycott Gilman because they had gorilla biscuits uh, and blah, blah, blah. That's all straight up nonsense. We can have a conversation about a thing. And at the end of the day, agree to disagree. I'm not going to the show. You're, you're going to the show. Blah, blah. Uh, I, there's no need. I'm not calling for Gilman to be fucking taken apart brick by brick. What I am saying is you knew better this time and you still behaved poorly. My question would to you would be why? So, well, and, and uh, I want to point out a couple of things because I, I think I, I largely agree with everything that we've said here. I, I'm behind all this. Gilman is a place that evolves and different people get involved and different people have say and different people have position of control and power. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know the inner workings or who did what or what have you with regards to this. Because, I, you know, this is all – I just was given this information and kind of thought it would be – good talking points, which I I think it has been that said, it seems completely out of the spirit of what this world is. They want to go with that energy. All right. You know, good luck the other way. 
my question for both of you was, and I, I thought about this myself, uh, is this the only point in time in, in hardcore history where something like this would happen? And I, 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 after a few minutes, I came to the conclusion, no, there certainly was a time, you know, like early 90s, sit down scene where where bands like Agnostic Front were seen as, you know, like, oh, barbarians kind of thing, you know? Um, Even ABC. Right. Yeah. There's different times where depending on who was at the door and who was booking all the shows, things might get a little testy. Uh, but but this problem, feels like the wrong energy, you know? Right. But the problem is I feel like those places that have those sorts of like kind of rules and parameters and stuff, they book bands that are, are within those – most of the time, they book bands within those parameters. Sick of it all never played ABC. Madball never played ABC as far as I can mm-hmm. remember. So it's kind of like you can't be like this big you know, venue that are bringing in these bigger bands and then pull the like, hey, we're, like the, we're a basement scene in a fucking 600 cap, whatever the fuck. Right. Then only book bands that that meet that criteria, and that's fine. And and that's part of why the like changing face and different people who are involved and et cetera, like that's why I think that should be acknowledged. And and like if they want to have these kind of dialogues and conversations, et cetera, et cetera, I think that's that's cool. I think it's interesting. But at the same time, when you like Pat said, when you're getting pedantic about this kind of shit expect to be put on fucking front street by a lot of people and laughed at like, yo, this is clown shit to me. Like, yo, outside of some true, like bold face, ignorant shit. It's been a long time since I've been offended by a t-shirt. And when I see somebody wearing like, yo, there's, there's ways someone could have an iron cross on their shirt. And I'd be like, yo, that ain't kosher, but a war zone shirt. Or an AF shirt? Nah, that ain't it. That ain't it. And you know, and every literally everybody connected to this knows better. So it, it, that the, yeah, it's not it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. It's 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 uh, it, it it's going to be clowned. Look, yo, I'm in such a weird place in life that might surprise you guys. Maybe, maybe not. I. I'm okay to disagree with this stuff without burning anything down. I think it's f- like, yo, a clowny thing happened. It's fact. Yes, exactly. It doesn't like us talking about it, calling out for what it is. Yo, I'll go to Gilman tomorrow. My first actual yeah, question. Was sure. like, first actual question was me trying to cycle through and be like, Oh, all the times I went to Gilman, did I wear any st- sort of like shirt? Cause I certainly have owned shirts with iron crosses on them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I did, but like, I also don't, I would have been borderline shocked if at any time I had been at ABC or Gilman street or the smell or any of these more like DIY spaces that someone would like be like, Hey man, you're going to have to take that shirt off. I would have been shocked, you know? Right. But who knows what yeah. happened with these things in the eighties and nineties where there wasn't Twitter to run to. Yeah, that's true. That's Very true. true. I- and right, also, a question for you guys. Speaking of Gilman, as a kid, before you know, I mean, the internet existed, but it wasn't as widespread as it was. Sure. The big rumor that we heard about Gilman was that Jello Biafra 
came to a show there and got jumped for being a sellout and almost scalped. The scout. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was literally uh, the biggest rumor forever. I don't know if that ever happened. No, I don't know either. I, but yeah, I don't I, know. Well, yeah, now you beat somebody up. You're, you're guaranteed your dude is filming it for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a different It's a different world. So, uh yeah, you're right. There's a whole bunch of stuff that might have fallen in the cracks in the past. Absolutely. I, I, on, on, another issue that I think is worth talking about, and I take this is just my personal experience in life, personal shit. Meaning, uh, I I now whenever I hear about a conflict or a beef, I want to know the backstory to all the individuals involved, and the reason for that is I've never had one of these like, uh, you know. Uh, Patrick doesn't uh, say the right things or, or whatever. I've never had one of those things that didn't have an underlying personal beef attached to it that some that the person is using the mechanism of, of complaining about a thing to address. Right, like that's so ancient mechanism my, to do it. Yes. So my, and that's, I'm not kidding. This is not me making excuses for any th- bad behavior I've done, anything I've said, just saying it outright. Every time, every single time I've had an issue, the person who was my grand inquisitor, my fucking uh, tormentor, whatever, had an underlying personal issue. So this is – I would be curious who got kicked out, uh, if they knew the people that were kicking them out, uh, if there was any history there whatsoever – uh, and why these people, as Bob pointed out, because certainly Gilman has had thousands of people walk through that door with an agnostic front shirt on thousands, thousands of people walk through that door with a war zone shirt. So, uh, why tonight? I, I is curious to me. Um, I think it in, so if I'm going to speculate unfairly, so let's get that out of the way. Yeah. If I'm going to speculate, <laughs> If I'm going to speculate, it's because not everybody agreed with who was playing that night, and this was their recourse oh, to address that their, grievance. I like that. Yeah. That's a good conspiracy. I like I mean, that, that conspiracy. I, I mean, straight up, that feels that, like the that's energy. Been my experience. Right? Yeah, it's been my experience every time out. Is people that have a, a problem will a look. We've talked about it a million times. OJ. Almost certainly a murderer. Do we think OJ should have done serious time for stealing back his fucking football? No, but no. no. <laughs> yeah. But Tom has to Tom has to deal with this in real time all the time in the capacity of your job. Yes. People will get people will get you on what they can get you on. Mm-hmm. And it it is uh that's that feels like what happened. And look, in fairness. I don't know any of the parties involved to my knowledge wasn't there. This is speculation, but it's, this is just based on my experience in the world. So I would want to know the details. That's all. Tom, you got any quick hit? Um, I have failed in my duty. Oh, it's okay. Sadly today, um, with honestly the coronavirus stuff Mm. was literally the entire day. I was trying to figure out not it's insane at work and stuff about people traveling who can't go, who can go like right. we're worried about like us bringing it to the inmates because they're usually probably, yeah. they're, they're not going to have it. it. It getting into the prison system. I was thinking about because it's terrifying. Cause you know, like once it's there, it's, it's go, it, it's rampant, right? You know what I mean? What are they going to do? 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, yeah. So I literally, when I spoke, I was like, "Oh, I'll think about this," and then oh, I'll broke loose. So I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no worries at all. PK, you got any other ones? I got, I got one more. I do. You got, I got you got. I do, but. Uh, real quick, uh, my, my father may be getting released early Sick. because of yeah because oh, of this because uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's a real concern for seventy eight year old diabetics uh, yeah. who, who are who are incarcerated and uh, the state doesn't want it to be their problem so uh, there uh, there's a chance that that happens uh, which would be good because it is it is a scary idea that my father could be. Uh, s- stuck in a cage while uh, uh, Corona is creeping through the facility. Yeah, well, this isn't uh, this isn't Die Hard. This isn't like your dad's got five days till he's out of jail and like gets saddled with this. You know what I mean, right? Like, <laughs> come on, we aren't we aren't playing that in New York State. Get him out. I'm too old for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's too, too old, old for, for coronavirus. Uh, um, just in in looking back at the fest thing that we did, mm. mm-hmm. people. Took our the the tenor of our conversation sometimes a little too seriously. Oh yeah, of course. And number one, as this this podcast has always been, it's opinion. Yeah, we're not historians. We will miss things. If you if if we said something that that made you feel a certain way, we apologize for that. But we're talking about our own experiences. A band, and, and this band obviously didn't reach out to us, but I'm just saying, like Unwed Sailor. Oh yeah, they, yo Tom, they're good. They are really good, and we listen to it. But I mean, I'm sorry that if I didn't know them, my experiences, I had no idea they could be the biggest band and fucking headline cornerstone for all I know. But yeah, the, they're not on my fucking radar. Killing Time is on my fucking radar. So if like, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, there's no disrespect. If you were the biggest fucking metalcore band in fucking wherever the fucking you know yeah, Lake Havasu, right? Like, like, that's come on. sick. That's great. You just I'm from New York. I toured the country. I didn't have the privilege of playing with you, so I apologize if if any you know if but but just realize the kind of the energy that we bring to this sort of stuff and. It's not. It's not intended to. I mean, if you if if we wanted you to feel disrespected, yeah. for us to make you feel disrespected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't think that's our intent ever. Whether or not we think your band is the greatest thing ever or the fucking drizzling shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no fucking malice in anything that we do. So if you feel like you know, we were being honest, going through a, li- a list of bands that we didn't always understand or like shocked at. You know, and some of the stuff that I've heard in the interim is even more shocking and adds more credence to some of the stuff that we the numbers that I've heard that some fans yeah. that legitimately would quadruple the most money I've ever gotten as a band to play a show. Mm. You know what I mean? Probably same thing with PK. Sure, sure. Bands that literally couldn't hold our fucking balls are getting <laughs> fucking you know five figure deals for playing one fucking show you know what Jesus. i mean and i'm sorry Jesus. Yeah. um yeah, yeah. Uh, figures but still five figures nonetheless yeah i appreciate you saying that i i hope most i think i'd say it's 97 out of 100 people take the energy right i think they get it i i actually was psyched because on 
on my on my timelines, on my feeds, et cetera, I was catching people who were like, "Oh, that was cool." Yeah, you guys, you know, especially for me, like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know most of that stuff, and we're pretty honest about the stuff we don't know or the stuff we do know. I, I think that's one of the the better things um, about our stuff. And sometimes, yo, uh, we had our, our buddy listener Liam who does Cinepunks, all that stuff. He hit me up. He's like, yo, Unwed Sailor, that band's awesome. You, da, da, da. And in my head, I'm like, yo, is he talking about that song Brandy? What's he talking Unwed Sailor. I had to like <laughs> think about it. And then you brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. I'll listen to that. And it was pretty cool. It was fine. It's it was cool. chill music. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yo, uh, everybody have a nice day. Patrick, what you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, regarding that real quick, um, if if everybody knew the individual bands that we think aren't worth shit or aren't cool or are lame people or whatever, uh, and how we're able to talk about them in the context of these things with such a high level of objectivity that I'm impressed by us week to week. I think that everybody would shut the fuck up. Right. You know <laughs> so, that my uh, tongue is bleeding from biting down on it so fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because look, listen, if there's some, if there's something that I feel like I should address, I'll straight up say it. But when we're talking about two different things, yeah. when we're talking about somebody being lame or was never cool or is a bunch of shitheads or whatever the fuck it is versus, Hey, this is what I think they're worth. Trust me, these two things never fucking collide because uh, yeah, pretty good I, I'm, a, I'm an adult, so yeah. it's just not happening. So uh, it, so here's the other thing, uh, sort of in regards to that, not, uh, vaguely related. Um, a phenomenon that I've seen the last two weeks or whatever since the uh, Against Me uh, shows that, uh, that Drug Church is doing got announced. Yes. Uh, people, are, people hit me and we're congrat- congratulatory which i th- thank you that's really nice i appreciate that that but i'd like to talk about perspective for a second uh and how there is uh so the rooms that i was just doing are Big bigger rooms. than the rooms that I'll, are bigger than the rooms that i'll do on that against me tour uh but against me is cooler to many people than thrice's and baroness too. and uh, right, and Baroness. Baroness is cool yes. as fuck to a lot of people. Right. That's a good and, lineup. It's a cool, like, oh shit, that's a weird fucking combo. Oh, fun as hell. Fun as I hell for sure. But a uh, lore to it too that's like like I went to see I saw against me and Mastodon and Cursive. This is a, a, a Yeah, it's cool. Like, what the fuck? And that's why it's cool that like Drug Church is in the cursive fucking position. <laughs> yeah, that is I would oh, love that life. Cool, yeah. So, so but but here's my point is um I'm not knocking anybody that said kind things to me. I think that's awesome. I just think that we all fall into this trap of uh, thinking that because – okay, not to be weird, but I think to a degree it's, it's Biden-Sanders where there's not a single person that we know personally who isn't either a Sanders person or uh, – at least like not a Biden person. I, I don't know any Biden person. Like I don't know that individual. Right. But Biden is surging at the moment because our experience and Twitter is not the world at all. No. And, no. and at this point, I think that I, I believe that we've with this in particular, that we've crossed a Rubicon where it's not even an indicator 
anymore. It used to be an indicator. It's to me, it's no longer an indicator of anything. And I'm just now it's an echo. It, this struck. Yeah, precisely. And and this struck me with with the against me thing because again, yo, that tour is going to be fucking awesome. But for people that were like, yo, big leagues, you just I was just playing price. bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I was just playing bigger rooms and, and it's just, and, and again, like I, I'm not trying to sound, I'm not trying to sound ungrateful or bitter to anybody saying a nice thing. I'm just trying to say that, uh, it, it's an interesting game of perspective where we sometimes forget that like, Oh, what I think is cool or what I think should be filling a big room is not necessarily what, what the world sees that way. And th- th- that was just uh, a thing that I thought that, was worth talking about because we do this. Everybody does this and this happens in hardcore. We've seen this a million times where why is the classic? I'm just going to go back. I'm going to go back 10 years and use the classic. Why is terror playing under this band? I don't think is legitimate. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, terror would terror would tell you it's because the band is bigger than terror. (laughs) Because if we play after them, their fans will leave. And we yes. want their fans to become <laughs> yes. our fans. And like, yo, I don't even think those dudes would take offense to that because it's just a real Not at thing. All. Like, yo, that's like, yo, if you play under a band, a lot of times it's because, cool, they have people here to see them who wouldn't be here to see us. And it'd be pretty nifty if, if those bands, if next time we came through, those those people came and saw us just because it was us. Yo, Terror didn't. I know Terror's not going to take offense to this because Terror didn't become Terror by not knowing exactly where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, like they might have done this better than any hardcore band I can name. I was just, you know, it's yeah, like because think about the bands, the classic acts. Some of the classic acts went through a period of not knowing their size. Not they wanted the respect that they were, in my view, totally due, but conflating respect and size is is killed a lot of acts out here so so i i think that uh uh tara's done a great job of it and but but this is my point is that uh a a lot of times there's this you know sizes sizes uh size is not what you want it to be (laughs) so uh just uh had this experience recently and thought uh worth commenting on yeah and i think like you know to the people that you know against me is a fucking bigger deal than thrice thrice definitely sold more records yeah for sure you know for, uh, for, for sure me without you probably sound sold comparable records amounts of records to to against me uh o- over the years me without you has uh sold a lot of records uh i i, I said this a million times on the actual tour but to anybody who hasn't listened to me without you for whatever reason uh it's imperative that you do. I, I honestly think it's one of the more impressive acts that I've seen. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, so I mean, what you said to, uh, I would again like to talk more about this, this idea, a little bit of politics stuff, but mostly just the way we take information in. Uh, I've been like trying to um, detox the hell out of social media because it's just – it's rough. It's, it's tough. Cause it's like, there's certain parts of it that I, I love and like, you want to keep up with certain things and information, but then like all the politics and the coronavirus, it's just, ugh, it's just too much, too much all the time. But sure. if you look at my timeline and I'm sure it's not too different from either of yours. If you look at any of our three timelines, probably a lot of Bernie Sanders fans. 
exclusively. Yeah. Right. But then here we are and the reality is hitting people. And I've seen a few people make a really astute point and being like, whoa, I didn't see this coming. I didn't feel this. And you start to see numbers and returns and realize who's who's voting, who's not, where these da, 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 da. But I think it's it's hard when you are experiencing information through this kind of funnel where it's only through like minds and, and I don't think that's the healthiest way. And I, I think it's it's kind of fucking us all up in just the way we it's just the same thing. And it's like uh it's obviously a much different and bigger conversation than people who are like, Oh, big deal against me. Whoa. And it's like, yo, it just finished thrice. Where you been? But that's the that's the macro the micro of this is the idea of of it just depends on what silo you're in, what information you're getting fed. Because at the end of the day, everyone can see that. And someone somewhere is going, Oh, you know what? I know how to make that work for me. Yeah. And that feels fucking dangerous. Yeah. Uh all right, Bob, did, did I step on you by talking for 40 minutes and you had a quick hit? No, you know what? I had one, but I, I kind of, I think we're going to probably have to do another one of these. Um, okay. Depending on your, yeah, cause apparently I've fucking live here now. Yeah. 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 You're, you're pretty <laughs> close. You better, you start the, with the Euro flight ban. You might want to start working on uh, your flight ASAP. Um, so I, I, I just saw that come across my phone, yeah. uh, that, uh, and, Yo, I've got a major tour in Australia soon. This I'm supposed to do two. I just got uh, two festival offers uh, this summer. This is going to be an annoying fucking few months. I, Yo, I have we weird, shout out? as a non-doctor. I have feelings, but but yeah, I think I think this might have less of a tail. I think it's going to be a surge. The next two weeks will be fucking insane, and then we might see some die off. But you know. Can we can we give a a, a little uh, one like equals one prayer uh, to uh, all of our festival uh, uh, promoting friends uh, who I know are sweating because this is just you're probably right that this is probably two weeks and then everybody in the United States is going to have it and then it'll be the common cold. Yep. Uh, it, but uh, you don't. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Anything. No, that's correct. Exactly. So, so shout out to the so, people doing any kind of event, um, especially yeah. the ones that are coming up. That was going to be my last hit, and I was going to try to save it. Why don't we talk about it? Damage City Fest. We we did the festival episode like Tom was talking about just a minute ago, but Damage City hadn't quite announced when we recorded. Right. Um, and I wanted to give a little shine to it because I actually think one of my favorite lineups in a long time. Like I'm really excited. And if it wasn't for all this stuff and maybe it'll be done by the time this comes around, I would, I would think about going down for it. So, uh, damage city every year, DC kind of multi-venue. I really love the way they put the fest together. Uh, reminds me a little bit of chaos and chaos reminds me a little bit of the, the fucked up weekends in Toronto, just really cool. Kind of like a, accumulation of cool shows all happening in one place. And DC is actually a good city for that. Um, April 10th and 11th. I'll go through the, the lineup. You guys comment. That might actually be a nice way to do this. Um, I'll start from the, the bottom here. Week tilt. Wow. New band just put out a uh, demo tape on advanced perspective. Scalpel. Not familiar. Tantrum. Ammo. New Jersey band. Brain tourniquet. Cool band on painkiller. Gun, Hologram, Fantasia, 
Ingrown. I don't know Gun, but I but I love the name. Yeah, Gun with two N's. Ingrown Northwest. Uh, let's see. Armor Protocol. Sex Prisoner. Great name. Permission. Yep. Gulch. So I also like them. it. Odd Man Out. Rob Brigade. So so Tom's not commenting. Tom's not commenting oh, right now because he oh, got wow. he, he got zeroed from this chat for some reason. Uh, oh. But uh, and let me tell him to save that shit. Uh, yes. So so far this is in the Damage City model, uh, not anything too unexpected. Uh, yeah. But that what they do well, uh, I, it's going to come together for me on the headliners. Yeah, we're so getting there. Keep going. First of right, Akulu. Akulu, Ooh. new LP, I hope, this year. I think it is supposed to be this year. The, the the mad ball of this particular Gilman. Well, we might not get... I think we got... You know, we might have a real mad ball in the top. Hate Preachers, ah. not familiar. No, good name. Secretors, not familiar. Uh, Wound Man. Rob, okay, Rob, yeah. Love them. Uh, Line of Judah. Mm-hmm. Play Once in a Blue Moon, kind of cool. Uh, seen them. I can't. I've probably seen Line of Judah like fifteen times. Uh, Spine. This is Can- okay. this is Kansas City, not St. Louis. Uh, Chain Cult, a band from Greece, who we had we played on a listening party a long time ago because I think your buddy Brian Murray uh, wised us to them. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Appendix I- from Finland. That is cool. Let me go back to Lion of Judah real quick. Yeah. Uh, natural, natural fit here, uh, but uh, I think uh, a good get at the same time. I agree, and I actually think you put them on the right show with this lineup. They're going to give a really different kind of feel. I mean, I think you put them on any show with any of these bands. It's going to be cool. Um, Destructions from Finland as well, and at the top, Trapped Under Ice. Oh, wow. T-U-I. Uh, to lie down. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yo, so that fits with what TUI has been trying to do uh, the last few years, which is uh, remind people that it's a band for everybody. Yep. Uh, I think their selection and, of these uh, things is really intentional, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's cool. That, that's very cool. Um, so uh, I love that. Uh, I think that that's what these fests need to do, which is, hey, uh, this headliner might be slightly out of our lane, but we uh, uh, we know everybody on Earth likes it. Yeah, but if you yeah, <laughs> you, yo, if you you came to Damage City, we still have Appendix playing. Like yo, like this is still this is still Damage City. We didn't we didn't we didn't throw out our, yeah, no, our nobody got confused. Yeah, Madball scarves, you know. So it's all good. Um, yo, what uh, we should probably wrap it since Tom's kicked out. Um, I want to ask you, cause we've never talked about it. Do you fuck with DC as a city? I got mixed feelings. There, well, you know what? There's a lot of Ethiopian food. So yeah, I fuck with it. I think it's, I think they got a s- sneaky good amount of good food. Have you, have you fucked with the vegan soul food in DC? Yep. Oh, so good. And like lots of good. Uh, oh yeah. Food well, I, 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 ha- uh, so shout out to uh, 
Uh, I forget the name of the spot. Maybe it used to be uh, is Soul Veg the one in Atlanta. Or Soul Veg the one, one in Baltimore. One in There's one in uh, you're talking uh, uh, Land DC. of Kush is in Baltimore. DC is Land of Kush is my preferred spot. So good, uh, but Soul Soul Veg is the Soul Veg is the is the bigger one. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of my next. There's a, in DC. It used to be something else. It, maybe it's called New Vegan or New New something. Yes, yes. No, you're right. Yes, that's yes, so yes. good. You're, it's so you're, good. You're correct. Um, the one up by Brown. Okay, I, so good. Oh, is Tom yep, here? Yep. Are we talking soul vegetarian? Yeah, man. We're yeah, talking, we are. We're talking about DC as a food place. Uh, we'll touch back on on the highlights. Really, we read through the Damage City lineup. I don't know if you have it, but yeah, uh, we'll get it now. You know, a lot – I mean, my blind spots, quite honestly, are um, a lot of the Euro bands, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Appendix. Appendix, Appendix is a big one. Appendix is a big one. I was telling – I said it while you weren't on here. Chain Cult, we actually played on an earlier listening party, I'm pretty sure. And uh, that was a recommendation from Brian Murray that was – it's awesome. I like – I'm like – I'm very tempted to go just to see them, actually. Gulch is on that. That's cool. Yeah, Gulch and Robert Gabe you know what I'm, and you, Spine. You know what I'm going for. Three live on Axe Grind bands. Line of Judah. So, um, so I, I'm, yeah, go, I'm going down, like, for it, uh, it. I'm looking at the last thing they posted was on February 27th. Have they added? Because it says more to be to be announced. Has there been more stuff added? You know, I didn't see anything else. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet there have, but they haven't announced like day by day lineups and like all that fun stuff, as far as I'm aware. So let me double check here. Right. What were you going to say? Do they do the? You know, here's the 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 matinee show, and here's five bands, and then like like say TUI with headline a Friday night show. Yeah, yeah, they do the multi lineup, full lineup, and day by day lineups will be going up the week that this podcast comes out. So, so you guys should get it. And tickets are already selling through. It looks like. Hell yeah. So that's pretty rad. All right. Uh, I would go for the stuff you'd expect me to go for. Uh, you know, I, I, I would love to see a Kulu and uh, trapped under ice in, in, in this format. Um, so, uh, let's, let's, it's Tom's in the ether right now. Let's cut right now so yeah. that we can all save this file and and uh, do right by this PK, recording. Still there? Uh, but yeah, I am. Uh, thank you, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening, and good luck with your Corona uh, hassles. <laughs>